0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com.
1: Let's not make any uh, bones about it. Carolina Panthers have a lot of needs this offseason. To say the least. They're going to have to evaluate just about every position in in every different avenue of adding, right? Uh, Cody Whitehair. Former Pro Bowl guard, eight years with the Chicago Bears, was just released. Really? They should explore what it would take to bring in a player like that. Not saying they should do it, but every position, you essentially have to see what's out there. But that's not to say you fill every position the same way, right? It's not just Dan Morgan talks with the scouts. They like a guy. They make it happen. Some, it is that way, right? Like. You want to bring in an edge rusher? It could just be Dan Morgan and the scouts like him. You tell Brant Tillis to negotiate, you get the free agent. You want to draft a running back in the fifth? It might just be you like a prospect, you send in his name. Some are more complicated than that. Some are a lot more complicated than that. Wide receivers should be treated differently. Specifically, number one wide receiver should be treated differently. Doesn't have to be more complicated. Just differently. Do you know what they should do for the number one wide receiver? They should call up Bryce Young mm-hmm. and say, Bryce, who do you want? Again, I didn't say that to be complicated. Uh, you call up Bryce Young and you go, Bryce, who do you want as your number one wide receiver? And you may, the, the, you may, may. Look at me and say, that is the most ridiculous thing. He is a second-year player. He has so much on his plate. He, he's got to worry about getting better. He's got to worry about the offense. He's got to be talking with Canales. He can't be also picking wide receivers. There are certain positions that just have to be linked. Look around the NFL. Look around the NFL. Who are the best combos? Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase played together in college. Really good friends. Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, they're like the godfather of each other's children. They are best friends. Two and Jalen Waddle, college teammates. You can go on and on and on and on and on and on. Look at some of the all-time greats, right? Heck, Tom Brady didn't go anywhere without his Gronk, right? He he always took him along. Like, those things matter. C.J. Stroud reportedly pretty much drafted Tank Dell. They drafted, the Texans drafted C.J. Stroud number two overall. His, like, first thing was, thank you, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy. Thank you, oh, good, this is awesome. I always wanted to be in the NFL. His second thing was, draft Tank Dell. That worked out really, really well. He's a mid-round pick, looked like a pro bowler before he got hurt. Go. I only know this because of fantasy, but don't judge me. Go look at C.J. Stroud's production with Tank Dell and without Tank Dell. Still played well, still protected the ball, but he was much more explosive with Tank Dell. They're buddies. So this offseason, there are going to be a lot of potential wide receivers. Mike Evans, Michael Pittman, Hollywood Brown, Calvin Ridley, everybody that isn't a first-round pick in the NFL draft because the Panthers have the 32nd overall pick. All of those options. How do you sort through them? How do you decide? This is how. Hey, Bryce, who do you want? Who do you have a relationship with? Who are you working out with in the offseason? Who, who, who? Tell us. There's a reason why at the trade deadline I was saying you should explore Jamison Williams because Bryce Young's best season in college came when he was throwing to Jamison Williams at Alabama. And I thought you might get a little dented can special because he had a six-game suspension at the beginning of this past year. Gambling happens. So what the Panthers should do is is very, very simple. I don't care if you bring in Bryce Young into the decision-maker's room for offensive... Like Cody Whitehair, right? I don't think you need Bryce coming in and saying... I watched film of Chicago from three years ago when Cody Whitehair was at his peak, and he's a great player, and I think I would really benefit from him. I don't need that sign-off, right? You tell him who his offensive line is going to be. Obviously, everybody on defense. I mean, if you're looking to draft someone like from Alabama or something, and that player was around when Bryce Young was there, you want to bring him in and be like, hey, what kind of guy is he? Feel free to use him as a resource, but you don't have to use him as the be all end all. But for the number one wide receiver, I think you should. I think he should have veto power. I think he's, and like unlimited vetoes, right? I learned the, the lesson about unlimited vetoes um, <laughs> when, uh, My wife and I were looking, we were thinking of names for, for our son. It starts with like, we each get five vetoes, right? Five, like absolutely not. That name's not in the running. So what do you both figure out pretty quickly? You suggest ridiculous names until they use all five of their vetoes. And then you're like, cool. Now now I get to throw any name I want into the ring. So you have to give unlimited vetoes. Cause like, like the, the, the other stuff matters also, um, but just not as much. Dave Canales worked with Mike Evans, okay. So if Dave Canales is saying Mike Evans is exactly what Bryce Young needs, we need to bring in Mike Evans. He needs a six foot four, six foot five, however tall he is, veteran that's that's got a billion thousand yard uh, seasons. We need to bring in Mike Evans. I just worked with him last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Bryce Young should be able to say veto, because guess what? On third and nine with a minute and 20 left in a game, Dave Canales isn't the one that's going to have to trust Mike Evans to make a play. That's going to have to be Bryce Young. And guess what else is going to have to have have happen? When you may say, like, well, Dave Canales can just tell him to make the throw. You're right, he could. And Bryce could throw it up and maybe it would work. But when Mike Evans drops a ball, Bryce Young's going to have to be the one to go back to him on the next play. And when Bryce Young misses Mike Evans on a third down and he's open and he checks it down to the running back, Mike Evans is going to have to trust Bryce Young that it wasn't personal. Like, those types of things matter. And Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, they miss a ton. Go, you can go find them on YouTube. There's like entire collections of Jamar Chase running open downfield, right? Made by somebody who Jamar Chase was on their fantasy team and they just hate Joe Burrow <laughs> for missing him, right? This is every clip of Joe Burrow missing Jamar Chase for easy touchdowns. And, and, and guess what? Jamar Chase doesn't hold it against Joe Burrow. There's actually a great mic'd up clip. If you listen to this show, you know, I am a sucker for a good mic'd up and I'm looking forward to the one, the full one dropping from the Super Bowl. Um, but there's a great mic'd up clip where Jamar Chase catches the ball and for some reason just isn't, like, top gear. Like, he's not sprinting towards the end zone, and he gets caught from behind. Now, I'm not going to call it a loaf, but it was – if he would have just caught and took off, he would have scored. And the, the mic'd up is, is Jamar Chase coming back to Joe Burrow. And instead of Joe Burrow being like, come on, dude. Like, oh, we got to be locked in. We got to focus. He looks at him and he goes, hey, you see that big – uh, they must have been playing against, I don't know, the Colts. We'll just say the Colts. Mm-hmm. See that big painted blue section of the field? That's the end zone. You want to try to get in there. <laughs> and, and Jamar Chase is like, man, stop talking to me. And you can just tell that relationship is one where they know when the other messes up that it's not, you know, it's it, they trust each other and they allow each other grace. And And you need that between your quarterback and your number one. You do. You need that between your quarterback and your number one. Is that too much power? For Bryce? Just for number one wide receiver. Okay. If, if, Bri- if Bryce goes, uh, you know what? I worked out with Michael Pittman in the offseason last year, and, and we you know, we rented Airbnbs two doors down, and we barbecued, and I love Michael Pittman. Go get let, Michael Pittman. And you're like, okay. And then the next day, Bryce Young walks into your office and goes, and also I want uh, uh, so-and-so to be my tight end. You go, huh, get out of here, Bryce. Why do you want him? Explain to us. All right, get out of here. We're not, you, you don't have final say so on that one, right? If he comes in and goes, "Are we looking at this guy to draft from Alabama?" We look at everybody to draft from Alabama. That's not exactly Eastern Washington, right? We're all yes. You may not get this. We're going to evaluate the Alabama Crimson Tide before the draft. Get out of here, Bryce. You can keep him. You can keep him in his in his you know his head from getting so big he can't walk through the door. While also understanding that that number one wide receiver quarterback thing has to be like a trust above all else. Again, like I said, Jalen and A.J. AJ Brown, Tua and Waddle, Burrow and Chase, Stroud and Dell, like those things, they, they matter. They matter. Your heart, it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose Wake Med. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open a 16th. To do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR
0: headset, an Echo show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m.
1: Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. Steve Wilkes getting fired yesterday has to be one of the weirdest situations in recent NFL coaching news. Has to be. Has to be. And, and, you know what, let's, let's just – let's hear from Chris Canty. How about that? Chris Canty hosts Unsportsmanlike. It's our morning show here on 99.9 The Fan, uh, co-hosted along with Evan Cohen and Michelle Smallman. Here's Chris Canty on uh, Shanahan. That's Kyle Shanahan firing his defensive coordinator, former Panthers interim head coach, Steve
0: Wilkes. It's a sucker move by Kyle Shanahan like it, it doesn't make any sense this is his first year as the defensive coordinator yeah granted it's a different scheme and there are going to be some growing pains with the players adjusting to it but it was successful enough for your team to be in the Super Bowl uh, how many how many Super Bowl coordinators get fired it's not commonplace and that's the part that just doesn't make sense to me it feels like Kyle Shanahan trying to light a fire over here to have people avoid paying attention to the fire uh, storm around him and the decision that he made with With overtime, this doesn't make any sense to me, Smalls, and and I absolutely feel for Steve Wilkes. It's somewhat offensive to me because it's presuming that I don't know any better when it comes to what the outcome in the big game was and who's to blame for the 49ers being on the wrong side of it. Sucker
1: move. Now that is the response that many, many, many had. And... Anytime that happens, you're going to have the blowback, right? Everybody, you know, you can go tune into this show yesterday, right? It's on our, our podcast page. Uh, the news broke while we were on air, and, and my reaction was similar to Chris Canty's. I didn't use those exact words. I used my own flavor, but uh, I didn't get it. I still don't get it. And when that happens, you're going to have the explainers, right? I call them the well-actuallys, right? You, just uh, on Twitter, on social media. Well, well actually. actually. What, well, actually, you don't know what you're talking about because bad, 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 bad la la. Well, actually, well, the explanations were something like this. Well, actually, you can go back and find a timeout that Kyle Shanahan had to use in the Super Bowl because he didn't like the way the defense was playing. Well, actually, Shanahan made him come down from the booth to the sideline during the season, so this didn't just happen from the Super Bowl. Well, actually, Shanahan and Wilkes just don't get along, and it wasn't a good fit. What do you call it when you well-actually the well-actuallys? Because I'm about to do that. Well, actually, I'm going to say this as loud as I possibly can. I don't care about any of that. The NFL, as I have been told, time and time and time again, and as you have heard, time and time and time again, and as we've all had it beaten to our heads, time and time and time again, is a results-based business. And his results were really good. You don't fire the guys that are turning out really good results and have it not be seen as a mistake. We can go on and on. Uh, fourth in DVOA defense. That's an all-encompassing stat that weights uh, defense appropriately and tries to judge the whole thing. The Niners had the fourth best in the league. Third fewest points allowed. They made it to the Super Bowl where all they did was hold Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to 19 points in regulation, and seven of them came off a massive special teams special teams gaffe, the, the punt that went off the blocker's foot that ended up Making it a re- ridiculously short field for Patrick Mahomes. So let's call, I'll, I'll give him half of that touchdown on the defense. We're down to what? 16 and a half points. They allowed 16 and a half points to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. It's a results based business. It's what have you done for me lately? He's done really well for you lately. Kyle Shanahan is an offensive play calling head coach. I don't care if you don't like the dude. So put put a, a, a wall between the offense and the defense. Say, hey, if you if you turn in 19 points allowed in regulation in the Super Bowl, I have to take my uh, probably best running back in the league, Christian McCaffrey. Now I'm talking as Kyle Shanahan. Best running back in the league in Christian McCaffrey. Uh, uh, top five wide receiver room, Debo and and Brandon Ayuk combined for probably around fifth. Yeah. Uh, top five tight end, top two, three, <laughs> depending on. I mean Laporta. You can Mark Andrews went healthy. Kelsey safely in the top five. George sure. Kittle safely, especially when you include blocking. Uh, top offensive line unit amongst the top five. Like, a lot of money spent. How about you simply score 21 points in the game? I, I, you could have one conversation with Steve Wilkes. Hey, Steve, you do exactly what you did last year with the defense. I'm talking exactly. You give up the third fewest points. You have the, the fourth best in DVOA defense. You give up 19 points in, the, in regulation in the Super Bowl. If you do exactly what you just did, not an ounce of improvement, it's kind of on me to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, why don't you do better than three of 12 on third down, Kyle Shanahan? No, you don't understand. They went 3 of 12 offensively on third down because Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes don't mix. That's, that's, listen. And by the way, all of the assumptions that somehow Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes like can't get along and weren't a good fit and they can't find a middle ground. I've heard nothing but good things about Steve Wilkes from players, from uh, former coaches, everything. You remember the NFL Player Association mm-hmm. survey that goes out? Who is the second highest rated Defensive coordinator across the entire NFL, Steve Wilkes. So players like him. So, uh, and, and honestly, I've heard similar things about Kyle Shanahan. I've heard things, I'm not, I'm not going to be one sided here. Uh, I've heard Kyle Shanahan is gruff with the media, but he's one of those dudes that, like, when you hang out with him, he's actually a really good time and he's easy to get along with. And you can tell he grew up in locker rooms and he's one of the guys. So if both, like, if it, give him time, right? Don't fire him. Take him on a golf trip to Cabo, right? Get to know him. Hang out, toss a few back, then say you do your defense, I'll do my offense. We'll we'll check in once a week on on Mondays. I don't get it, and the explanations are not enough. They might be enough for why you'd fire a mid level manager and you know, uh, uh, the Scranton paper company, whatever. Right? I I'm, I'm not a big Office fan, and I went for the Office reference. <laughs> but my my point was, like, sure, if you don't vibe or if if. You know, there's little things that go against your philosophy. In some businesses, that's enough to move on from someone. In football, it is a results-based business. You look at the, the, the final production, and if it's good, they keep their job. And if it's bad, they get run out of town. And there's really nowhere in between unless you have a power-hungry head coach that's trying to do the old distraction thing where it's like, don't pay attention to my offense. He's bad. I'm firing him. That's not a cool place to be. Well, somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm a bet that the Niners don't make it back to the Super Bowl next year. Will someone take that money? March 11th. We need to have that conversation. Once, once gambling is legal in the state of North Carolina, somebody come find me March 11th. I want those odds.